Well, howdy folks, welcome to Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number 196. Out the window of my little room above the garage here, I can tell you that it is as foggy as heck. Last night when I went out to lock up, the flashlight beam was a solid lightsaber filled with microscopic swirling bits of dust. Mist, not dust. They looked like dust. Little pieces of water so small they're floating in the air. It was just one of those lovely little things. A little, a little minute of minute beauty before we swirl off this earth. Sounds a tad overdramatic, maybe, but honestly, with all that goes on in the world, it's nice to just take a second in the darkness to watch little bits of water floating around in the air. I made a run out to South Dakota this past week for some work that you may or may not see one day. That's how big chunks of this freelance life go. You work on stuff hoping it'll see the light of day. But then on the way back through uh, Minnesota, I stopped in St. Paul to visit my friend Mary Kutcherfellow. It was a business visit, as Mary is a guitarist, and we have a few shows coming up together, just the two of us playing as a duo. That'll be something new. Anyways, as we ran through the set list and even practiced a little bit, um, we shot the breeze because we got stories, lots of stories. Me and Mary, we go way back now. Mary grew up in Connecticut, and by the way, this is where I start to tell Mary's story. I just figured I, this isn't an essay as such. It's it's something I wrote a while back. Uh, speaking of things that don't see the light of day, I was thinking about doing a book about being on the road with Mary, and I pitched it, and nobody bit. But in order to make the pitch, I wrote up this description, and like I said, since Mary and I are going to play together, I figured, well, let me tell you a little bit about Mary. Mary grew up in Connecticut, a biracial tot adopted and raised by two white ladies who lived together, but were not a couple in either the popular or the closeted sense. For Mary, school wasn't easy. She never quite fit any one group. And after high school, she went to Yale. The Yale. Got a degree in American history, specializing in 20th century transportation history. When I can tell you that when Mary sends you a Christmas card, it'll have a picture of a locomotive on it. After Yale, she bought an electric guitar, taught herself how to play country music licks, and headed for the Texas Triangle, Austin, Houston, and Dallas. She started gigging in roadhouses. Forgive my language, but to make the point, shit-kicking redneck roadhouses. Honky-tonks. Where you better be able to sling that guitar if you want to hold the stage. Anyways, word about her plan began to get out. And my first contact with Mary occurred in the mid-1990s. I was writing an article about black artists and country music. It was shaping up to be a short, dang article. But I kept hearing this name, Mary Kutcherfellow. Plays her telecaster like Waylon Jennings on a freight train. Dreadlocks and drawl. Lead guitarist for Jimmy Dale Gilmore. But along with the country stuff, you heard a lot of Bruce Springsteen references, too. And when Mercury Records signed her to a big-time album deal, they put her in the studio with the same guy who recorded Born to Run and Tom Petty's Damn the Torpedoes. 
When she debuted her new single live on The Tonight Show, Bruce lent her his keyboard player. So she was right there, all packaged up. The mixed-race rocker and country picker, it said in one of the press releases. Over 200 shows a year she was doing. She was on tour with the Allman Brothers. She did an episode of Austin City Limits. Not Austin County Limits, that's a whole different show. Anyway, she did an, an episode of Austin City Limits, and she was featured in ads for Best Buy. And then it all fell apart. It was one of those big corporate buyout deals. Everybody on her team was cut loose. And she was left with a record, but nobody behind it, nobody to support her at the label. So she played it out as best she could. 20 years passed. My little band, The Longbeds, was booked to play a fair in rural Wisconsin. We were following, in every sense, a horse-pulling competition. And our lead guitarist couldn't make it, so I took a flyer and I googled Mary Kutcherfellow. Found out she was driving a FedEx truck in St. Paul, Minnesota. Less than two hours from my farm. She was still playing some shows, mostly in small bars. So I asked her, would you do a show with me? I figured there's no way. But she said yes. And it was a memorable gig. The horse pull went long, and we couldn't get to the stage. All our gear got covered in horse pulling dust. I had to hold the audience's attention for 45 minutes by telling stories while standing atop a creosote post until the band could get set up. Meanwhile, the audience dwindled to a handful. But Mary ripped it up. People still come up to me and talk to me about that show. Nowadays, we play shows together all the time. Over the years, Mary and I have put up a put on a few thousand miles in my old van, and we've put up with each other and put on the miles. But we put on a few thousand miles in my old van. We've played for a few thousand people. We've crisscrossed the state of Wisconsin after midnight more than once, and trip by trip, I've recovered Mary's story: how the giant record deal fell apart. Oh, she got it going again until vocal cord damage shut her down for a year in the 2000s. How she wound up driving that FedEx truck. How after she blew her knee out that second time, the doctor said, no more truck driving. She wound up in court fighting for disability. All the while, she kept gigging. Still still got down to Texas now and then, played Played with her old crew in the old places, and, and Italy of all places, where she had enough of a following that she'd be booked there once a year. The Europeans have always loved Americana more than Americans. Mary can tell you all about that. And somewhere in there, just not too long ago, she managed to pick up a master's degree in urban planning. So all these years, and I'm still learning about Mary and my country. And myself. You ride the back roads with a biracial, adopted Yale-educated baseball fanatic who can smoke the frets off a Telecaster or back up a FedEx truck in a blind alley while educating you on cultural appropriation and music and the finer points of 19th century railroads and Buck Owens and Waylon Jennings. The conversation is never-ending and never-lagging. 
Mary is a quintessential American experience. And my friend, and man, it's a privilege to ride beside her and share the stage with her. Neither of us are stars in the glittery sense. We're not selling out arenas. But just standing up there shoulder to shoulder and and we got each other's backs. So here sometime in the next week, we'll run that set list through one more time and then we'll see some of you out there. Yes, sir. If you happen to be in the area, I've put in some links to the shows. And Meanwhile, I ain't going to say goodbye. I'm just going to say what we always said up there in Auburn where I was raised and, and even people who go to Yale sometimes will say it, which is, well, I suppose, forward. <laughs>